This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We had a rapid recovery from the pandemic. When President Biden was elected, unemployment was quite high. It was close to 7%. And we put policies in place that generated a very rapid recovery. Unemployment quickly fell back into the threes. Where is um, it now? Where is it now? Three, seven. Okay. So normally you wouldn't expect um, just because you had a rapid recovery uh, for inflation to rise very much, if at all. But it turned out the pandemic had very special impacts on the economy. Remember, everybody stopped spending on services. They were in their homes for a year or more. Um, they wanted to buy grills and for office furniture. They were working from home. Mm. They suddenly started splurging on goods, buying Technology, um, you know, we, we're suddenly working through technology. And bottlenecks started developing where supply in particular important sectors of the economy just couldn't keep up with demand. Amazon, uh, J.P. Morgan, Meta, Disney, Paramount, they've all done big cuts in anticipation of a recession. One doesn't seem well, to have shown up yet. Who's right? Are we headed for a recession? Because your counterpart in England says that they're already in recession. and It's going to be the longest one since the Great War. So I believe there is a path to bringing inflation down while maintaining a strong, healthy labor market. Do you think it's possible we're not heading into a recession? Yes. I, we had a rapid recovery. Growth has slowed down. I expect the pace of job creation to slow down. That's natural and expected when the unemployment rate is close to the lowest in 50 years. So I think we can take the heat out of the economy. And remember, Russia has conducted a brutal war against Ukraine, and that caused uh, gas prices to spike. It's caused food prices to spike. It's creating hardship all over the world. And um, we're really trying to address those those strains as well. That's another reason inflation went up, and we're trying to hold that down. Last press conference that you thought the path to that soft landing had narrowed. Has, has it continued to narrow, or has it widened? Or I don't know if you can have a wider soft landing. But I, I don't know that it's changed since that was, this is what, five, six weeks ago. Yeah. I was asked the question, has it narrowed? Is it still possible, and has it narrowed? Is it, it's definitely still possible, and it has narrowed because... Right. If you look over the course of this year, nobody expected us to raise rates this much. No mm -hmm. one expected inflation to be this strong and this persistent and this, you know, to move up to have spread so broadly through the economy. And so to the extent we need to get keep rates higher or keep them higher longer, 
that's going to uh, narrow the path to a soft landing. Okay, uh, Thursday, 1 December, Year of Our Lord, 2022. Uh, we're going to start with economics. we got an update on President Trump's uh, legal abortion. We're going to talk to us about the special prosecutor. A lot going on in Cochise County and down in Arizona. Lawsuits are flying. People are talking about things are going to be certified, not certified. We're going to get to all of it. Also, um, uh, Joe Allen's going to be back. Uh, more updates on um, on Twitter, Elon Musk, and, of course, the end of Homo sapiens as we know it. Uh, we'll get to that in the second hour. I want to go to Philip Patrick or Birch Gold. Uh, Philip, I want to start. I know we got updates. You want to talk about markets and responsive markets, but I had to include that. We played part of that this morning with Steve Cortez, who who categorically said that Janet Yellen is the worst secretary of treasury in the history of this republic and her lies and misrepresentations and kind of just daffiness on, uh, on Col- when Colbert's the more serious of the people, right. In an interview that it, it, it gets and He actually had more points to make about the economy, about the layoffs. Tell me about your assessment of, of Yellen, her performance and particularly see, you see the soft pivot yesterday, um, from, uh, from Powell trying to tamp down what the other Fed governors had said, because I'm sure he's getting massive heat from the, uh, from the White House about where we are in this entire economic mess, sir. Yeah, correct. I mean, that was just an abomination of an interview from Janet Yellen and, and even more than style was, was content, right? A lot of what she said was just nonsensical, right? This idea that people were spending like crazy during COVID and that's why we have inflation. Listen, savings rates increased to the highest levels in history during the pandemic. People were not spending at the rate that they are, right? To try and lay the blame on the shoulders of Russia when we know inflation was a big problem before that blaming supply chains. It's just an inability to accept responsibility for a government that's been spending money. Nobody's talking about the fact that 80% of all dollar bills that exist in the world did not exist three years ago. But of course, we're back to Putin and Russia and supply chains. It's just a nonsense. The Federal Reserve are concerning, right? And the market's reaction to the Federal Reserve, I think even a bigger concern. Look at what happened with Powell, right? Powell comes out and suggests that perhaps we're not going to raise 0.75 basis points in December. We're going to raise 0.5. The markets take that as good news, right? And what happens to the stock market? The the Dow jumps 700 points in a day. Now, to be very clear, he said in the same interview, look, rates, terminal rates going to be higher, likely for longer. He literally said for this one raise in December, it's going to be a quarter of a point less and the market boom on the back of it. Then you look at Black Friday sales numbers. Everyone was touting this is the best Black Friday in history, right? Up 2% from last year, unless you factor in inflation. Black Friday numbers are actually down 5% from the year before. But again, the markets rally on the back of it. And this is what's so concerning to me. This is a market that's responding on the news of the day. Even the good news we have isn't very good, and they're focusing on it. This is sort of liberal media is pushing this agenda. But nobody's talking about the bad news. Nobody's talking about an unfathomable, uh, uh, unfathomable amount of debt. Nobody's talking about PPI numbers shooting up. Nobody's talking about the fact that we don't have a handle on inflation right? Essentials, the things we need are shooting up. Non-essentials are the only things really coming down. Why? Because everyone knows we're heading into a recession. It's this sort of reporting, for me, 
that's a problem because what it does is it changes people's behavior. It makes them comfortable in a market they shouldn't be comfortable in. And this is where I think the liberal media is really at fault. Nobody's pushing reality today. And that, for me, is a big, big problem. No, they're not, they're not discussing about the underlying kind of structure of our economy. I want to go back. I want to make sure, because one of the things we pride ourselves here in the war room is to make sure people have nomenclature so they can understand statics and process, statics and dynamics, critical path and, and actually start to help them think things through themselves. So they're just not hit with all these kind of random stories in media. One of the buzz or one of the concepts that gets thrown around a lot is terminal rate. And you hear guys on the TV and the business shows, hey, they changed term. Explain to the audience what terminal rate is, why it's so important, and why markets respond to that. It's very simple. This is just, you know, where the Fed project or how high the Fed project that the interest rates will get. So what they're telling us is, look, they're likely going to be higher for longer. But for me, I just don't see how the Fed can get a handle on this inflation problem. I think this target 2% inflation that's the Fed's mandate is going to be impossible to achieve for many, many years to come, right? Because the reality is, and we've discussed this many times on, on your show, and I know other people have as well, the Fed are going to be very limited. Every single time they raise rates, it cripples the government in terms of debt and spending. And we're in a position right now where we don't have the money to spend. So for me, we're going to play this middle ground. The Fed will try and raise rates as much as they can to slow the pace of inflation. And in the meantime, they're going to sacrifice housing and stocks. This idea that Yellen has that somehow we can fix 40-year high inflation and the markets will be fine, it's a fallacy. But it's just a case of how we get there. This Fed is taking the air out of the bubble slowly when Volcker went up and popped that bubble. But they cannot do what Volcker did in the 80s. We've got far too much debt. And that tells me for the foreseeable future, and I think it could be a long time, inflation is going to be the norm much, much higher than that target 2%. Well, that's what they said of the weekend. Isn't that what he tried to correct? Because one of the Fed governors said that I see us increasing rates through 23 and even to 24. Isn't that what he gave yesterday? He tried to soft pedal it because if you look into 24, People have to understand that the, the, the limited growth, uh, just agony of this thing. You remember Volcker back in the seventies, we were a different nation and a bigger manufacturing base. We were a superpower in manufacturing. We were essentially a creditor nation. Uh, it's totally different today. We're kind of a, uh, essentially financially and economically, we're a bankruptcy, right? Because yeah, the cap right. table's all messed up. But to do that, um, Really is going to, to hammer you. Not just that, your, your, your uh, ability to finance the government is just going to increase. That is nothing but bad news. Do you think Powell came out to try to tamp that down? And what they say, the Fed's job is to take the punch bowl out, to put the punch bowl, get, let the ladles get back in for one more dip, uh, before year end bonus time. Powell's, Powell's, uh, Powell's becoming more and more political with time, and you're absolutely right. This is window dressing, right? Bonuses are paid at the end of the year. That's why corporate buybacks escalate dramatically towards the end of the year. They want to up those bonuses, so you've got to make the numbers look good. Yes, I think Powell was being political, and I think as reality kicks in next year, they're going to change tactics. They're going to get more aggressive, and they're going to try and slow the pace of this inflation down. They have not done it yet. 
split. And even the Fed themselves are split, right? Lael Brainard's pushing the, the line. The inflation da- dragon is slain. We're in the final throws. John Williams, who's head of the New York Fed, he's come out and said, no way. We've got a long way to go. Terminal um, uh, the 2% target is a fallacy for the foreseeable future. I think Williams is absolutely spot on. This is an almost impossible situation, and it's one we're going to have to just ride out for the foreseeable future. So let's talk about riding it out. I mean, on Capitol Hill right now, you have power politics like I've never seen before. Uh, the Speaker of the House, which is arguably the second most powerful person after the president in, in the entire U.S. government because the founders put so much the, – the, the our House of Representatives was kind of modeled on commons, right? Yep. The Senate being more of the House of Lords. Uh, so the power really, the juice went into the oversight. The gentlemanly oversight went into the Senate, but the ju- yep. the heat and the juice went into the wow. into the House. The speakership, the Speaker of the House, is an enormously powerful position, yep. as people have seen with Nancy Pelosi. This fight has gotten inextricably linked. With the omnibus bill, which is another two trillion dollars of spending not mm-hmm. financed, the, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is a trillion dollars, it's also got all this wokeness in it. The debt ceiling. There's so many complicated problems that are inextricably linked. Do you believe that it's getting the attention? I want to hold you through the break. Do you think it, what the, these massive fights behind closed doors? Do you think they're getting the attention that they need and being explained to people about? How this is just going to explode our national debt. We're already at 31 trillion. Uh, people are saying, how do we get here through COVID? And now you're talking about these massive discretionary spending bills, sir. Yes, absolutely. This is what everybody should be focusing on. This is our nation that is in a colossal amount of debt, and we're allowing a government to continue spending. This is the most important thing for people to be focusing on. And the reality is it's difficult to do through all the noise and all the nonsense. And that's why. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, a deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Okay? Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back, uh, Philip Patrick. Uh, Philip, here, here's what I want to do in these uncertain times. Uh, I think it's uh, very helpful. and We're going to go through a lot of choppy Water. One of the reasons we're making such a big deal about the lame duck, and I want to thank this audience. I've already gotten tremendous feedback that you're lighting up uh, the phone uh, banks over at the House of Representatives, as you should, and the Senate. But you should be telling people uh, what your uh, thoughts are about what they should be doing in the uh, in this lame duck. And here's what it is. Just say no. Boris is going to join us in a minute. We're going to talk about 
you know, President Trump and the special counsel and all these things he's fighting there. But here's what they're trying to do. As Nancy Pelosi walks out the door, Mitch McConnell and the uh, and the same kind of group of senators that voted. Remember, the collaborationists that voted for much of the spending of Philip Patrick are going to try to cut deals on the debt ceiling. They're going to try to cut deals on amnesty. They're going to they're going to get the omnibus. So that our house, the, 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 the majority Republican house doesn't have any leverage. They're going to pass that right. with trillions of dollars or more debt. And now we're going to have a trillion dollars financing charge. It's a fiasco. Um, Philip, do you think that what happens in the next four weeks could constrain, uh, Trump or any Republican president that came in a year or two from now, given what they're trying to do structurally with debt ceiling and other things, sir? Absolutely, yes. And I've been saying this for a while. 2024 is going to be a tough job. And the next couple of years are vital, right? We need to give Trump or whoever gets in in 2024 a real shot to turn this thing around. But let's not forget, Biden in the last two years has done a significant amount of damage to this economy, to this country. That means in the next two years, he'll have the ability to do the same thing should we not restrict his ability to do so. It is vitally important. This is our opportunity to give ourselves the best shot. I've said this is going to be an almost impossible task, even if everything was great tomorrow, right? Even if, you know, the Biden stepped out tomorrow, Trump came in, it's a tough job. Two Big more time. years of this, it's going Big to be time. impossible. But yes, that is one of the most brilliant things I've heard in the show. If Trump was able to step in tomorrow, it's a tough slog for a guy as tough as Trump. What's before us because of all this massive spending, the geopolitical situation, the other central banks are tapped out. You've had this concept called fiscal domination where these pol politicians and, and, and legislatures out there are just spent. And it was picked up by the, by the banks with just easy money, fiat currency. That's all coming to an end. Right. So even for Trump today, it would right. be a tough slog. Think about two years from now. Think about and the damage they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do in the lame duck, because a lot of these guys are going out to be lobbyists and going out to, to their corporate sponsors. They want to give them one final wet kiss before they go. And that's where these that's where these knife fights are so important. And that's where the audience, since you're the chairman of the creditors committee, you've got the ability to kind of do, you know, command by negation and kind of block this. Philip, I want people also, you know, a lot of people, smart people I'm talking to and, and fund manager, et cetera, are really looking at precious metals like they've never looked at it before. I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not here to tell people to do on that kind of micro basis. But what we pride ourselves in the show, regardless of what it is, and we got Crom Carmichael coming at the end of the show about Saltic, we try to give people access to information. If you get access to information, you can make your own decisions. The Birch Gold, and here's one thing I want everybody to do. It's totally free. Go to birchgold.com slash banner right now. You got to get the end of the dollar empire. The politics of money is coming back. This is what the found from the founding of the nation until really the, the Federal Reserve in, in what, 1911. Much of the politics of this nation was about money and currency and capital investment, right? Uh, you could argue the Civil War came down. A lot of it came down to that. The huge fights about the building of the country, the Transcontinental Railroad, the Homestead Act, uh, the infrastructure, all of it. Well, these were massive fights. This is why you had populists in the 19th century like Andrew Jackson, right? Yeah. Like Like Abraham Lincoln, right? And these huge fights, these massive fights were over, guess what? Money. 
And that's why the, the creation of the Federal Reserve, and I'm no conspiracy theorist, but one thing they wanted to do is said, hey, let's take that out of the political mix. <laughs> maybe right. these guys, we'll maybe these guys this. are going to, we'll handle this. We got, we got <laughs> a bunch of, how about this? Why don't we have the banks own the bank, right? And make the fees and, the, and they can set the price. That's, that's logical. So I want to make sure everybody gets access to it now because precious metals has got to be an alternative. You got to put into your thinking on your range of alternatives as we go through choppy water. So Philip, the one thing I like is you got guys like Philip Patrick and the rest of the team over there. You can actually talk to a human being and actually get some, uh, get some counts on this. So where do people go, Philip? Very simple. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Lots of good information. End of the dollar report. Uh, gold investment kit as well. All the information. People like myself. Again, Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Or you can reach me directly at Philip Patrick on Getter as well. Philip, thank you so much. Appreciate you coming. Oh, by the way, they get to you on, uh, you're on Getter at Philip Patrick. Is that where people get you? Because your Getter account at, is fantastic. Absolutely. At Philip Patrick on Getter. Okay, thanks. Uh, Thank you, Boris. Steve. Uh, Boris, you're a streak. I'm gonna get into the legal side in a minute, and I appreciate you joining us by phone. But you're you're a guy from Wall Street. You know that this whole thing of what's called the BRICS, Brazil, what used to be Brazil, Russia, India, and China, is kind of the alternative emerging markets. It's expanding now, and I kind of call it the global South, right? And these guys have the resources. We have fiat money, and they're sitting there going, "Hey, you know, upon further review." Maybe we ought to think about what we sell these resources to you for, for this kind of paper money that you guys keep devaluing. There's going to be a huge meeting in the first week of, of uh, December. Uh, the Chinese are going to be there. The, I think Saudis are going to be there. They're talking about finally doing deals where they don't convert into dollars. What they're trying to do is end the dollar as the prime reserve currency. Boris, you have studied empires, the rise and fall of empires. Uh, what happens when an empire loses itself, loses the ability to have its currency be the prime reserve currency, sir? A total and complete annihilation of the empire is what happens. That's what happens. And if you look at the history, if you look at the history going back over 2,000 years, if you look at the Romans, look at the Visigoths, the Holy Roman Empire, the, the, the Spanish Empire, which was so vast and has been actually understudied. The, you know, the Spain had literally no end. It was Imperium Mundi. It was a world empire. Then on to the Brits, and then, you know, the dual hegemony of the United States and the Soviet Union, and, and now where we are today in an extremely troubling place. And let's just be honest. We got respite under the presidency of Donald J. Trump, a respite from America being sold down the river that started, effectively started, with admittance of China to the WTO in the late 90s. So Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, the Uniparty, the Uniparty did all it could to sell America out. And now we stand over $20 trillion in debt. We stand economically crippled, economically dependent, and economically weak. What did President Trump do when he came in? He instituted tariffs. He instituted a real border, and he actually, he actually did one-on-one, hand-to-hand combat battle, both with our adversaries, like the Chinese Communist Party, and uh, with our adversaries and our allies, France, the EU, and so many others. And what we have now, under this pathetic excuse of a regime, is honestly what feels like a looting carcass. 
looted carcass, a former great entity that is being picked apart piece by piece by piece. And if you think that the BRICS, but specifically China, Russia, India, yes, Brazil to some degree, but then a, a very importantly, the OPEC countries have any respect for the current, current U, USA, you are completely and totally kidding yourself. Because a country that doesn't have a border is not a country. A country that doesn't have actual fiscal and monetary policy is not a country. And a country that focuses more on 83,000 genders or whatever it is than on feeding its own people is not a country. And one of the most telling things I, th I saw today was actually a post about the state dinner that Biden has thrown from Macron and it's all fancy schmancy. And they're talking about all the hundreds of lobsters they flew with, live lobsters from Maine. Are you kidding me? Americans cannot afford turkey at Thanksgiving. Americans cannot afford gas. Americans can't buy gifts for their little beautiful kids for Christmas. And, and pathetic Joe Biden, the head of the Biden crime family, is eating lobster with a French president while praising the new world order. America has been sold down the tubes. Do not kid yourselves. This is not a mistake. This is not an accident. It's not a happenstance. This is a deliberate betrayal of America by the Uniparty. And the Biden crime family is a huge leader in that betrayal. And this is what... This is why the administrative state and the, and the and the deep state are coming after Trump uh, with hammer and tong. I mean, you got him in every different direction. They're coming at him under no circumstances. Can they have Trump be president again? Am I incorrect in that thinking, Boris Epstein? Of course, they're petrified. They're petrified of President Trump because President Trump is going to come back when he does win the, win the White House back. He's going to come back. He's going to reinstitute tariffs. He's going to put China back into its corner. He's going, to, he's going to continue to stand strong against, against adversaries and allies. And you better believe Saudi Arabia isn't going to be taking this Chinese currency or the Russian currency as payment. It's going to be back to the dollar. It is going to be back to the dollar. Because what we have right now is such utter and total disrespect that we are being, we're not just being treated as a you know, run-of-the-mill developed country. We're being treated as an irrelevant entity. Yeah, the Saudis don't care. Look at this thing spinning Biden's face, and then Biden goes and he gives immunity to MBS. And whether one agrees with it or not, you know, I'm not even going to talk about that. But the fact that Biden was disrespected, he was effectively spat at by the Saudis. And then yeah, sure we'll give you whatever you want. And by the way, to the media, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. To the mainstream media, if that happened in the Trump administration, there would have been five weeks yep. of coverage. We're Biden nothing. Absolutely disgusting, absolutely criminal. Boris, just hang her for one second. We're taking a short you commercial break. We're going to have Boris hold over. We also have Josh Barnett. There's a lot going on in Arizona, in Cochise County, and also with some of these, uh, some of the folks that ran for office. All next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. It's hard to grasp why anyone would keep voting for record inflation, skyrocketing crime, and an open border. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with the big carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to show you why I trust them. Right now, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, that's 60 days, you get your third month free plus get free activation. 
They offer nationwide coverage of the best 4G and 5G networks and use the same towers as all three of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedom. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get two free months of service plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call. 972 Patriot. Use your host, Stephen K. Bannon. My friend and I were talking. France is our oldest ally, our unwavering partner in freedom's cause. From the spirit of Marcus de Lafayette, who helped secure the success of our revolution to the sacrifice of American GIs have who stormed the beaches let me, let of Normandy. Let me have it. Let me have it. Marcus, is that a power forward in somebody's draft pool? Boris Epstein, how embarrassing. I mean, this is just... And first first off, Macron's over here for only one... Macron and his mother came over here. Did I go there? <laughs> Macron and his mother came over um, to... Um, to basically make sure they know that the war room posse has said no more money for Ukraine. Marjorie Taylor Greene's leading the charge. The, 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 the right wing of the Republican party said we're not funding this warning where we're going to fund uh, the southern border of the uh, United States, our sovereignty there. That's why they're over there. And of course, what does he do? What does Biden do? He, he, he gives it all away in the first five minutes of the meeting that he's committed to be all in on Ukraine funding, which is an unlimited pit uh, boris uh you know the players you know that part of the world how dangerous is what biden and how goofy he's he look on the world stage particularly given how the french are about their language sir is he hammered he sounds biden sounds literally drunk and no steve i know you're sensitive that's not an irish joke <laughs> what is joe i literally sound the guy sounds fall down marcus uh, Okay, Marcus. Marcus, here's the deal, Joe Biden. I'm going to say this, and and, you know, I don't mean to be unkind, but it is what it is. Joe Biden's always been the dumbest senator. Okay, always. He was always dumb. Democrats always said he's dumb. He's dumb. He's the stone cold dumb. Okay, Joe Biden's a dumb guy. Okay, but this is so beyond embarrassing for our country. This is the world stage. This is not a joke. This is not rehearsal. This is the American president. Yes, illegitimate, and everyone knows it, but this is the American president. And Aaron Sorkin ain't, ain't writing this up, right? Michael Douglas wasn't playing this. The American yeah. president is supposed to stand tall, mm. have broad shoulders, and speak truth to the world. And the truth is that America is the greatest shining beacon on earth. And under Joe Biden, we're an embarrassment. And I'll tell you this, and I was the, I'm proud to say that I was, if not the, but one of the first folks on our side of the aisle, our side of the spectrum to say that Putin made a horrible mistake. And I did it on the show to the posse, yep. always signaling yep. that noise. I said yep. on the day of that, uh, on the day of that action, on the day of the invasion, I said, Putin is making a huge mistake, huge mistake on the day of the invasion. 
then it was a mistake then, and it's proved to be a colossal mistake. Full stop. For America to be sending money that we need in Camden, that we need in Detroit, that we need in Newark, that we need right here in Washington, D.C., resources we do not have to be sending it halfway around the world is a, not just a mistake, it's a travesty. It is, and by the way, don't kid yourself. It ain't just money. There are boots on the ground. The same nonsense that the establishment pulled over America's eyes in Vietnam is happening right now. We've got the advisors and all that craziness. We need to focus on America. We've got to put America first. And that's why President Trump is running to take the White House back. And that's what he's going to do. And believe you me, and you've seen the same graphics I've seen under Obama, under George W. Bush, and under Biden, Putin has made offensive moves and invasions. What did he do under President Donald J. Trump? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. And if you nothing. need any more proof of who we, need to, yeah. who we need in the White House, that's what you've got. Bush, Obama, Biden, invasions by Russia. What now? What, under President Trump? Nothing. And that's what we'll have when President Trump's back in the Oval. B- B- Boris, uh, by the way, I'll get into it later in the week, but the head of the Special uh, uh, Operations Command sent out a thank you for Thanksgiving, one of these you know, performer things they send out to everybody. But he mentioned they have 5,000 special operators deployed throughout the world. I was saying, hmm, I don't know if I can count. Now that we're out of Afghanistan and effectively mostly out of Iraq, how do you get to 5,000? Oops, I guess uh, I guess the buried lead there is what we got in Ukraine. So you're absolutely correct. There, there, there's all kind of I'm going to give you a hint. That 5,000 huge the, number the, of Ameri- it is the between Poland and about. Russia. Big time. Big time. <laughs> yes. Uh, Boris, how do people get to you on, on your uh, social media? Because people have to follow you now, particularly given all the no activity. Da- no doubt about it. And stay focused on the fact that the institution, the premise of the special counsel, and the appointment of Jack Smith is biased illegitimate and illegal. And it's, it's another way for Democrats to try and steal elections from America and America from President Trump and MAGA. Stay focused. Huge piece in the Washington Times about that today, about just how biased and illegitimate Jack Smith, the special counsel is. My information, BorisEP.com is the website. Hot on BorisEP.com. Hot on at BorisEP on Getter. Hot on Getter at BorisEP. On Twitter at BorisEP. Hot on Truth Social at Boris. Hottest on the gram, Boris on the Scrubstein. Stay strong. God bless, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Boris, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, there's a lot of activity going on in uh, in um, Arizona. In Cochise County, there's certification. I think they may have moved their case to federal court. There, there's some false notice or some notice about they're supposed to certify tonight or move it up tonight. There's all kind of confusion. We're trying to track down the players in Cochise County. But there's still candidates out there fighting hard and go to uh, Arizona 1. You got Josh Barnett. Josh, you join us here. You put in a lawsuit that may be the most intriguing of all. Can you walk us through the details of that, sir? Sure. There's there's five main points in this lawsuit. And, you know, the first thing we're pointing out is is controversy about what happened. And we're using the public record for everything. And we're asking the court very simply to take judicial notice about the chaos that ensued on November 8th. Number two, the chairman, Bill Gates, admitted the election was chaos on video. And it's certifying election when he called it chaos kind of contradicts everything. Number three, ongoing AG investigation with the election integrity unit. We know that's still uh, happening right now. The court should recognize this. And the Maricopa County response, you know, has multiple errors of facts and law. And, and they said it's, for example, they said it's legal to check out voters and go vote in another location. That's not what the manual 
or the statute says. That's not how you run an election. You know, we, we want elections run, um, you know, according to what's in the book, what's not in the book. And, and these people um, are constantly changing the rules. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, an increase of, you know, 225,000 inactive voters between uh, late spring and the election. So all 225,000 would need to have their inactive status cured by the poll worker. And none of the none of the poll workers were trained to do this. And the word inactive is not even in the poll training manual. And we believe this, you know, added to the chaos in in in, in a disenfranchised voter. Okay, here here's uh, hang, hang on one second. I want to. This is important for the audience to understand. I think what's unique about your lawsuit, and I can't understand because I've been a big proponent of get in there before it's certified, get into court, start getting TROs, etc. Even though I understand to to do the contested election, you have to wait to after it's certified. But chop block them now, make them come out and try to defend it. Here, here's what I find fascinating about your, your, what you've put forward. You've actually got the manual is that thick. The manual is like two feet thick. And this has been highly negotiated, right? Given what happened yeah. in 2020, you kind of make the point in your lawsuit a lot is that they don't follow their own procedures and processes. And that is kind of, these are not things that have a bandwidth of you can just call audibles and do it on your own. And you saw Maricopa County just kind of made stuff up. Given the fact they've got this and it's so contentious from 2020, part of your lawsuit is that that makes it illegitimate. You can't have a set of processes and procedures that are the way things are supposed to run and just throw the book out on, on game day. Is that essentially one of your big arguments here is that Maricopa County just kind of made it up as they go along and in making it up, it, it, it goes to the validity of this election? Yes, yes. You'll see uh, throughout the lawsuit, it uses the word maladministration quite a bit throughout. Um, even in their own definitions, misconduct is maladministration. And when you have rules that are broken, procedure that's broken, form that's broken, statutes that are broken, you cannot tell me this is a legitimate, certifiable election. You can't do it. And that's what we're asking them uh, to a degree. And we're breaking it down a little further about some anomalies that we find uh, with the numbers. But Really, when it comes right down to it, that's what it is. Josh, why? What's the logic of? Because so many people said, no, you got to wait till it's all certified and really certified by the state uh, in 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 on December eighth. Is that you're running for a federal office and Carrie Lake and these other for state? Why did you go ahead and file this now? What walk me through your critical path and your thinking about that? Well, you know, the typical lawsuits that have been thrown out there have been dismissed, as you know, uh, pretty much every single one of them for standing. Um, I, I went in, in it uh, as, as standing as one of the people. And, and when you do that, you know, I have the highest standing, the highest political power of anybody constitutionally. Uh, we went into it a little bit different. And, and you know, when, when you go into this thing, you have, you know, we've come out with the numbers that about 150,000 people we feel were disenfranchised based on the inactive uh, numbers versus the active numbers. Because typically before an election, the inactive numbers will lower. And the active numbers will go up into a big election like we had just recently. But this was the opposite. That actually jumped the inactive voter roll, uh, went up 225,000. And, and the active voter roll actually decreased a little bit, which is unheard of. It doesn't happen. And it hasn't happened in the past, you know, four elections. So, um, you know, and, and, and then that's what all this ensued, all this stuff that happened with the, you know, 31% of the tabulators not working on election day all led to chaos. You know, the, the printer's not printing properly. They, they, they weren't even, they didn't have the proper toner and all this stuff 
um, led to chaos. The, the, um, the, I call them adjudication machines, these tabulators. So door number three, those were misread ballots. And they were taking those misread ballots and just tossing them in there. Don't worry about it, guys. We're going to take care of it down at the county where it's going to be adjudicated. You know, so in all this stuff, like I said, lay, laid out, just like um, Chairman Bill Gates said, led to chaos on Election Day. We keep stressing that because that's exactly what happened. It was ballot administration that caused it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Tom Liddy, this is what he'll get. When I think it was Lake's team went in and sued to get three, because the thing was so messed up from the very starter's gun. It was so screwed up. It was six and seven in the morning in, in Arizona. Uh, that they went in and said, Hey, these machines aren't going to be worked on or fixed. We need three more hours in the other end. Tom Liddy, correct me if I'm wrong. Tom Liddy, who's the lawyer for Maricopa County argued you can't extend it because it's just going to give more opportunity for voter, for voter fraud or maladministration. I mean, he said basically it's just giving more time for maladministration. Let's kind of cut it off. I mean, that's essentially what he argued, right? Well, even in that video, you'll see, yeah, the, the attorney argued with Bill Gates that that the, um, you know, by, by extending it, people could come back to vote that voted earlier that they wouldn't know who voted. So technically, you could say that that could happen all the time, all day long with, with how they have things set up. So it really set them up, you know, to like even look more foolish than what they already do. And also, as you know, as you know, Steve, that the Apache County did get a two hour extension. And, and, um, and you know, I, w- I would consider that, you know, um, you know, we're talking about equal protections for voters. Um, I would say that that clearly shows with Maricopa not giving one. And Apache County given one within the same state clearly shows that there's a problem there. No, no, no equal protection under the law. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to take a short break and, and we're going to come back because I got to ask you, I think you've got court dates or people are supposed to be showing up and there's all kind of rumors. Katie Hobbs supposed to be here. She's supposed to be in Cochise County. The judges are going to make them show up. It's, uh, it's basically a range war in Arizona. People like Josh Barnett are just not going to sit to take the, they're not going to just say, okay, fine. No. This thing has got massive problems. There is disenfranchised voters. We saw the poll today from uh, from Rasmussen. Was it 72% of the American people think that this uh, election was illegitimate and, and, and poorly run? This is the American people. Everybody in the world is watching this. Everybody. Arizona's got to understand this. You're Basically, Arizona's on trial here. And the people of Arizona are not going to tolerate it. They're saying this is absurd. Short break. Back with Josh Barnett. Arizona won in a moment. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at COVIDTaxRelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. And you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDTaxRelief.org. 
arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure you're on Getter. We're putting up stuff all the time. And last night you could have been there for a historic event. We did four and a half hours and had 27,000 people at the end, uh, War Room Posse, uh, doing live chat. We had uh, uh, Joe Allen, who will be in the next hour of the show, covering a historic event. This was Neuralink's talking about the end of Homo sapiens. Let me just put it that bluntly, man-machine merger. We're doing stuff on Getter on time. It's totally free. You just got to get there. If totally free, you get access to everything we're doing with the CCP in Brazil, you know, fighting the fight for Lao Beijing in mainland China for the uh, Bolsonaro movement in Brazil. Of course, all the inside baseball here in the United States. And I'm up at all times. Grace, Captain Bannon, Jane Zirkel, Natalie Winters putting live streams up. Of course, you got Tierman, everybody. So go to Getter. Also, MyPillow.com. We understand this Christmas is going to be a tough one. People have to save their resources. That's why Michael Lindell is extending up to 80% off. It's an inventory clearance sale. Cyber Monday, Black Friday extended. Go check it out. Support. Don't stop giving your money to people that hate you. Okay. Start giving your money to people that have your back. And that would be Mike Lindell and the great folks over at uh, MyPillow. MyPillow.com promo code war room. I'm going to have Crom Carmichael in a second. I want to talk about soul tea for this holiday season, the importance of taking care of yourself. But I want to go back to Josh Burnett. I, I got to say this. The reason I love this suit, this is kind of the one of the ones I wanted to get out there. And people, I thought people should get out there because you just take it to them. And here's the thing. You make your case, and this is why the Mark Elias of the world hate things like that. Now, Elias is, is tweeting out that Cochise County approved this thing to, at, at uh, pressure. You know, you got Katie Hobbs putting her hand on the throat of these supervisors. Well, hey, my understanding is they got a lawyer and they may be going to federal court. This thing, people are tired of this and they're not going to sit there. Josh, the reason I love your thing is that your, your suit, it's brilliantly written. It's compelling. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be a, uh, you know, um, Felix Frankfurter to understand it, right? It's, it's very smartly written and, and kind of brilliant. And, and not just that, correct me if I'm wrong. Tomorrow, I think a judge has said, hey, Barnett, I want you in court, and I want Katie Hobbs in court, and I want the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Am I wrong? Has a judge said, I want these guys in court, and I want to hear this, sir? Yes, yes. We have an order to appear tomorrow at 1130 a.m. via video conference. So, you know, I look forward to uh, making our stating our case and making our point there. Um, are you going to fight this one all the way to the bitter end, uh, Mr. Uh, Josh? I'm, I'm not going to give up on it. I, you know, everybody told me in 2020, Josh, give up on 2020. We got to look forward to 22. We got to fix 22. You know, we got to prepare for 22. Now 22 comes and the same thing happened, you know, virtually. And now they're going to tell me what? Forget about 22. Let's go to 24. I'm not going to forget about it. I didn't forget 20. I'm not going to forget 22. And we need to fix this right now. We cannot have our elections uh, run illegally uh, with blatant maladministrations and malfeasance and, 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 and accept it. It's, it's unacceptable. And, you know, when you have, a, uh, for example, Stephen Richard, our county recorder in Maricopa, what was this hurry to change the status of uh, so many people to inactive, you know, 225,000 additional in a six-month period? 
Um, these are all registered voters who now forfeit their vote if they don't know how to cure that. And, and the poll workers were not taught how to cure it. And so they were given provisionals and those votes, you know, were not counted, not to mention, you know, the mix up and everything else that happened. Josh, take yourself out of being a, uh, a candidate in this and being a, a combatant, right? A participant, just as a, a citizen of one of the most beautiful places on earth, a, a vast wilderness, but stunningly beautiful. The last territory in the lower 48 to be turned into a state in the, and it t- took to the 20th century to do it. How does Arizona look on the world stage? And you're trying to be a chip manufacturer and bring businesses from all over the world. How does Arizona look in this process, sir? I think we, we seem to be the centerpiece of everything, <laughs> you know, whether it's elections, the border, obviously, like you said, the chip plant, it's literally three miles from me, just north. Uh, you know, I have quite a few people that I've met, you know, that have been uh, from out of town here working for the next couple of years. And, um, you know, it's we, we seem to be in the middle of everything here. And, and we are, you know, the Wild West is it truly is the Wild West out here. We, we you know, we I believe we are truly red. Uh, we've had a lot of Californians moving in and maybe changing the landscape a little bit, but there's a lot of Californians moving here to escape the communism in California. So there is a lot of that. And, you know, we have a lot of independents, as you're probably aware, we're, we're dang near a third independent. There's more independents, Democrats, um, at least in my congressional district and throughout the state. So, you know, it, none of this stuff added up. And when things don't add up, there's usually a reason why. And, you know, and we, we kind of laid out, laid out our argument on why we believe, um, you know, rules, form, procedure, we're all broken in this election. Um, statutes are broken and we lay them out. Uh, we have arguments from um, from Finley for Sorensen, you know, where it'll show you that, that, you know, even honest mistakes or omissions on the part of elections officers or irregularities in directory matters, even though gross, if not fraudulent, will not void an election unless they affect the result or render it uncertain. So you cannot tell me with everything that happened that there is 100% certainty that this election was run perfectly like they claimed. It obviously wasn't. Josh, how do people get, we're going to put it up everywhere, our website and all of our pushing out on Getter, uh, all the different platforms, and it's going to be in all the live chats for people to read. Everybody has got to read this. Everybody. How do yeah. people get to your, how do people get to you on social media and how do they get to this uh, filing you've made in court? Well, I have a Barnett for AZ on uh, Getter, uh, you know, on Twitter, Josh Barnett for Congress on Facebook, and on uh, Barnett for AZ on Truth, uh, I'll, I'll repost um, the the complaint as well as the exhibits one through ten, uh, so yeah. everybody can take a look at that. And and you know, and I, I just tell people to remember, you know, there's even a maximum law that'll state when the form is not observed, it is inferred that the act is annulled. So when forms not observed and broken, much like it was here in many many different ways, when you had chaos on election day, that was you know as stated by Chairman Bill Gates himself, you know anything inferred or prior to that is a nullity and 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 there's nothing there's nothing they can say that's ever going to change my mind all we ask for is a legally run fair election uh with, uh, preferably without machines you know but you know when they when they're not even following their own statute when they're not even following their own yep. rules and procedures we this, we cannot allow this to happen it it's absolutely has to be corrected it's a farce it, it's can it cannot be it's a farce it cannot be certified it's uncertifiable and I don't care how much pressure Mark Elias or Katie Hobbs puts on people. The truth is coming out. Josh, thank you very much for joining us. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back with the second hour. Crom Carmichael, Dr. Taylor Marshall, Joe Allen, and much more. The second hour of the world. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down. 
War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.